Welcome back, everybody, to the Voices for Blogging podcast, where we have faces for radio and voices for blogging. As always, over in Los Angeles, it's Roy Samano. And here in Honolulu, it's me, Steve Lee. You can follow us on the Podbean app, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Voices for Blogging. Drop us a DM anytime. We'd love to hear from you. Been about a month and a half since our last episode. Way back then, Ethereum was at 1781. Royce, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. And just a little disclaimer about today's podcast is that we are having technical challenges. And if anybody sounds like Max Headroom today, it's a feature, not a, not a bug. <laughs> One day record in the same room together and uh, we'll be rid of some of these glitches that happens at times. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So, like I mentioned, Royce, the last time we recorded, Ethereum was at a, a measly 1780. What is it, Ethereum at, at this minute here? It's 4K. Was that really the last time we recorded? 1781. I think it was the middle of March. And it, you know, it kind of peaked up there about that 1800 level, was trying to reestablish, uh, trying to establish himself at, at the 1800 level. And who would have thought some 50 or so, 60 or so days later? Wow, that's here we are at 4,000. That's crazy. I can't believe that was only like middle of March. Mm -hmm. Man, there's a lot that, that's happened in that time. But uh, yeah, I guess, you know, crypto moves, crypto moves fast. Crypto moves fast. So much has happened since the last time we've been on. Uh, ETFs were formed uh, in Canada. It seems like that's some big part of some of the institutional buying. Uh, you know, listening to some interviews from some of the fund managers in Canada, it doesn't sound like it's ending anytime soon or as ETFs being created on that Toronto Stock Exchange. Um, and it sounds like the U.S. is like the latest to be a part of that game. Um, but it seems inevitable that we're going to start seeing ETFs in Bitcoin and Ethereum at some point in time in the future. What do you think about, about that? I definitely think that's happening uh, at some point, but even right now for this run, I don't even think that's even really necessary. I mean, I definitely think that institutions are already getting in, you know, just like they got into Bitcoin or some, some of them got into Bitcoin and it's inevitable that they're going to look at F because of all the things that are happening in DeFi uh, and stable coins, you know, being able to settle transactions for financial institutions. Mm -hmm. it's it's just a matter of time yeah and those same financial institutions you know are mulling over these potential products for the really wealthy clients to get access to cybercurrency I, I think everywhere i look when i'm looking through yahoo finance or cnbc websites and look at articles about uh, cryptocurrency in traditional wall street firms this, this is i keep reading over and over again that they're getting ready ready to get the products for their customers to buy which seems to mean you know accumulating some bitcoin and accumulating types of cryptocurrency like ethereum yeah although today tesla did close the book on accepting bitcoin for buying a tesla yeah and it seems it seems, seems like a brave move though right i mean the way he phrases it is and you can tell me you're a miner like his reason for doing that was the environmental impact of the, the mining of Bitcoin. That's why he wants to shut it down until the mining gets more energy efficient. Uh, so, like a but a bluster. Like, what really? What's the deal? I mean, obviously, I'm probably have a little bit of a biased view. I saw, I read, I was reading today actually in one of the chat groups that I'm in uh, a take on the whole idea of, you know, Bitcoin being used with, you know, dirty, dirty electricity. And, you know, granted that Bitcoin does use quite a bit of electricity and there's, you know, some of that's probably true. There probably is, you know, some of this, you know, coal being used to generate electricity that, that's used for Bitcoin. 
Um, but I think the idea that, you know, hey, there's a lot of that that's happening in China, you know, a lot of the Chinese Bitcoin uh, is used with dirty, it's mined using dirty electricity. Uh, that was actually pushed uh, by uh, Kevin O'Leary uh, on, I think, one of the podcasts or interviews that he did uh, within the last right. couple of weeks uh, right. because he has a clean mining, BTC mining company that, you know, he has uh, interest yes, in. Self-serving. Self-serving. Yeah, I mean, de- definitely yeah. he's not, he's not, un- he's not unbiased. Uh, right. But, you know, there are uh, large Chinese Bitcoin mining facilities that are, you know, built near hydroelectric producing uh, facilities where the amount of electricity that they, they produce is in such excess that these mining companies, are you- it just makes sense for them to be built there, right? Uh, right. So that you could that you can say you know that's clean energy, um, and uh, you know there's other facilities that are around the world that are like that too. Uh, there's a ton of facilities that are set up in Iceland, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a ton of facilities that are actually set up in Washington State, right? Uh, and the interesting things about those places, and I'm sure uh, some of the places in China too as well, is that they're in uh, part of the part of the uh, countries where the climate there is a lot easier to cool these machines just through the ambient temperature right. you know, around the facility. So they can just pump in the outside air basically, right. and, and that can help cool their machines instead of spending a bunch of money on electricity uh, for, you know, AC and things like that. And I could be wrong about this, but, uh, you know, uh, a country like Iceland, if I remember correctly, I think I've but I've seen, seen a documentary about this because I, I watch these random documentaries all, all the time. But I'm pretty sure Iceland is a country that's pretty big in geothermal energy. So Yeah, it's huge in geothermal. Right. So they're really, really they're using pretty clean energy. And I don't know. I mean, I don't think this is some kind of... I mean, I, I think trying to figure out everything that Elon Musk is thinks, thinking uh, is kind of a fool's errand half the time. Because I think he likes just part of the part of the freight, but he just likes dicking with people all the time. That's just kind of what he does, um, and because he can, you know, it. it you know, it's kind of one of these things where it's like one of my friends who just got into crypto complaining about. He goes, you know, I get the critics when they say, say, you know, with the problem with cryptocurrency is a celebrity that's using it or, or has been a fan of it. If they, they see something negative. The, the value tanks but i'm like okay it tanked but pretty temporarily i mean how is that any different than an analyst coming on to talk about a stock and it goes down that day but eventually works its way back up yeah i mean to me it's no different than you know elon saying hey 420 ha ha tesla you know tesla 420 or whatever or uh, oh the, the stock is you know i think tesla stock is is too high it's the same thing. I mean, right. he he's a he's a he's a marketer, right? He's a market manipulator. He's a, pro, he's a promoter. I he's think he likes promoter. the attention. He loves uh, it. There's a lot of people today that are really not happy with him, though. <laughs> it was really interesting to see. Like, I didn't. I, I I'm still in shock that he has such a big influence on just people in general. Uh, and you know, it took away really some of the stuff that was happening this morning in crypto with Vitalik selling all his dog coins that we, you know, basically he was given uh, by these different projects, these you know these dog projects, mm-hmm. um, like Shiba and you know what was the other one, like Akita, I think, and Akita. some other yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I don't, I haven't even been really keeping track of all the names because there's so many. Like in the yeah. last week. The amount of volume that's been transacted on each of these coins, I mean, they were five of the top 10 volume coins on Uniswap, which is crazy. Look at the market cap. Okay, so I'm going to go down the market cap of some of them. So Doge has a market cap of 58.4 billion for a coin that really doesn't have much of a function or at all, other than Elon Musk saying that he's going to exit for SpaceX excursions, who, when we don't even know when that's really going to happen. And then you, you look at something like SHIB, 
the Shiba Inu coin. That has a market cap of $7.5 billion. Now, mind you, that's bigger than Aave, one of the bigger, one of the bigger DeFi coins out there. Um, it's much bigger than Compound, who only has a market cap of $4.1 billion, who does a ton of fees, who garners a ton of fees from DeFi. So you're right. I mean, I think you're right. There's at some point in time, like, don't know when, but at some point in time, it would seem like these coins don't hold up. But can you shed a little light on who Vitalik is and why that was kind of, why that kind of moved markets a little bit when he had, um, you know, that he's getting rid of all his coins? Uh, so for those that don't know, Vitalik is actually, uh, He's basically viewed as kind of like the founder of Ethereum, even though there were, you know, a bunch of them. Um, he's kind of like the main one. Uh, and he's kind of looked at uh, to Ethereum kind of like equivalent to Satoshi is looking at to Bitcoin, even though Bitcoin. he's kind of more of a, at this point, kind of like a figurehead in some ways. Uh, you know, they kind of look to him as as the main guy for Ethereum. So he, he does carry quite a bit of weight, but... Uh, what happened was that uh, as part of the, I, I guess, the marketing for some of these, you know, dog coin projects, uh, they gave him either coins or some of the liquidity tokens uh, that represented those coins in Uniswap. Hmm. And what he did was basically he took out the liquidity of Uniswap or he took the tokens that were given to him and he gave that to, to different charities. Because he sold a bunch of his coins, obviously, and he had a ton of them. He had some, in some cases, I think he had half the circulating supply. Wow. Uh, I mean, obviously, dumping half the circulating supply, like. Stuff coming. It's coming down. It's coming down. Yeah, it's coming down. Like the slippage, like, I think in one, I think it maybe it was Shiba, uh, Shiba that he sold. It went from uh, like $1 million worth at the like basically of what the value was. And by the time he sold it, it was like 500 K. So he took a slippage of like 50%, which is a lot. That's insane. But again, then he donated that money to to charity. In fact, I think uh, he ended up donating. uh, I think they said 1 billion worth of coins to uh, India COVID relief. Was it one billion or one? Wow. I don't remember. But um, by the time they sell it, it's not going to be worth that much. Obviously, like there's you know liquidity plays a part in it and everything, right? But you got to find you got to find buyers to match this. Yeah, but they they'll have some money, right? <laughs> More than they started with. Let's More put than it they that started, way. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading it. I'm checking out an article that just came out uh, earlier today about Ethereum, which, by the way. Uh, Coinbase does give Vitalik the credit, the credit, the credit, the credit as being founded, uh, that, that he founded Ethereum. Yeah, I think he wrote the white paper. So the market cap of Ethereum this morning overtook the market cap of JP, JP, JP Morgan and Visa. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because there's going to be naysayers, I think, all the way up. Uh, obviously, you and I are believers that cryptocurrency... <laughs> in some way, shape, or form, is here to stay. You know, does it continue doing what it's doing? Okay, I mean, of course, there's a possibility that it doesn't. But you know, when you start hitting these kind of levels in the value of the, the cryptocurrency, I think you're bound to get some enemies who almost, in some, in some, in some ways, out of envy are, are going to try to talk these things down. Yeah, I mean, definitely, anytime you try to do something new or novel, you know, there's always going to be detractors. In fact, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually just watching something uh, today about uh, the Brit Awards and they had Taylor Swift on and she was giving some award and she's basically saying the same thing that, you know, no matter what path you choose, you're always going to have your detractors and your negativity. Haters going to hate, right? Haters going to hate, 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 hate. And uh, whatever. I, yeah. How does that song go? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. I don't want I'm not going to try. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where, well, I, I guess one. So, like, I think some of the investors nowadays, no, nobody really looks at market cap or cares about market cap. Right. 
um, which is one thing. But I think the second thing is that there's a lot of this, uh, I guess I would call it momentum investing going on right now. For where sure. For we sure. have uh, a lot of these social media uh, followers, basically, uh, and social media uh, influencers that that promote a certain coin or promote a certain project. And with those followers they have, they use that to, you know, pump up the price mm-hmm. of the coin. Yeah. The price, no different than what happened in GameStop in the stock market. Yeah, no um, different. And, and AMC and these other companies. And, and meanwhile, you know, when you look at the coins we were talking about, came out there today, you know, the, the activity in DeFi, you know, the, the loan, the loan operations, the, the access to liquidity that happens in the cryptocurrency market, there's such activity happening in there. And, you know, Ave is one of the higher market capped um, and price to sales ratio uh, coins out there. Yet, you know, I sent you some bar graphs today about how Compound is actually doing much more uh, loan activity than Ave does. And their market cap is less than Ave and their price to sales is half. And you look at it in metrics of if Ave is breaking out right now, which it is, like right now as we're talking, I believe Ave is at $616. It would stand to reason that Compound at $800 and full disclosure, I bought it today on the dip. I've been trading Compound back and forth um, over the last couple months. It would stand to reason that Compound might enjoy, I think, some kind of run that's similar to this Ethereum run. Fundamentally, that would make sense. Uh, I, I think Compound does a way uh, bigger amount of the. Um, well, actually, I, I take that back. I think they're I think they're relatively closer now. Um, but comp, Compound's, I think, been one of the uh, the bigger ones in volumes, just because, in addition to the uh, the APY that you can get there, yeah, uh, they give you Compound token, uh, and Compound token. Back when I was looking at uh, farming this stuff last year, uh, it was like a hundred bucks. Right. And now right. it's like eight hundred dollars, right? And and it that, hit a high of it hit a high of nine hundred last night. Yeah, but but that that's also why I think that, and I, I'm not sure if they ever will, but uh, it's it's something that Avi could look at doing too. I think if right, you know, in terms of the the usability of the platform, I think Ave is, is a better platform in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. the reason why Compound has a bigger volume or used to have a bigger volume, I, I haven't checked recently, but uh, I think the reason why they have the volume that they do is because they offer uh, you know, their token on top of that, their right. governance token, right? Uh, it only right. makes sense for Ave to do the same at some point. To me, it seems like, but um, maybe that's not what you know, they want to do. And I'm looking at it right now. Ave has a circulating supply of 12.7 million coins. Yeah. Compound only has a circulating supply of 5 million. Yeah. So there's a scarcity side of it. I guess the point I'm bringing up is there's a lot of reasons to, to when you look at Compound, where I cut to think, God, there's so many reasons why it probably should be higher than it is now. Much like SushiSwap. Yes. Sushi's, yep. getting, sushi's getting a ton of activity, you know, as a fork of Swap. Uh, here's the amazing thing. Like I've having this conversation with you, you like five months ago. Yeah. I would not be able to say what I just said to you. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you're you're a you're a seasoned crypto veteran now, dude. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, crazy. I mean, my cousin jumped in uh and he's been trading and we've been texting almost on the daily uh about stuff we're doing. He was just asked about your own financial. Yep. You know, and, and the crazy run you had. Remember that? Remember that we talked about last night? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that guy to buy at 90 and then get stuck with it at 60. Well, that happened today. Yeah. It, it dipped only to 61,000. Wow. And now even it's at, back at 73. Yeah. Even at 61,000, though, it's still above where it was before, which is, I think, was at like high 40s. Before think, right? this break. Yeah. Before this breakout, it was high 40s, low 50s. Yeah. So you look at that now as the new floor, you know, as if it doesn't violate that floor, whatever sell off to that level, you could maybe have a theory that says it's going to bounce higher. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you talk about limited supply that that only has 36.66 and 
that's that's an interesting yeah that's an interesting it's an interesting token um the limited supply is one thing uh but what the platform offers uh it's really a building block for a lot of these other uh DeFi applications right and, uh, right it's like know. a shopping mall is yeah. it fair to say it's like a shopping mall uh it's a DeFi. It's it's like a, yeah it's like a, a a DeFi or a bank shopping mall where they have a mm -hmm. lot of financial products that they offer mm -hmm. not only to consumers but to other uh, enterprises right? Um, right enterprises being other DeFi apps right. and uh, there's a lot of lot of apps a lot of people that are, that are using it uh, to earn yield and other things so it's it's really interesting mm -hmm. and they do a lot of partnerships too. You, you and I have talked a lot about it in the last three or four days about the sharp bottoms, the sell-off that have these real solid bottoms, V-shaped recoveries where buyers come in and and these sells are bought so quick and the asset prices kind of, kind of hold value if not go further. Yeah. We have this one event that you and I have been talking about that might be, that is coming, some, is coming later this week, futures expiration. Can you give the listeners just a little bit of background on what has happened in the past with futures expirations? What's the effect been on the market at, at times? Not always, but at times. And how are you thinking this one's going to play out? Yeah, so this, this is just a personal observation, um, you know, at least from, from my experience over the last couple of months about, you know, what plays out at futures expiration. So the things that I've seen... Um, happening basically is that there's typically uh, a sell-off of, you know, Ethereum. Like, and basically I'm just talking about Ethereum prices, but uh, in general, it, it kind of affects the whole market. Uh, and probably the same thing, if, you know, if you look back, probably happens on BTC as well, uh, where as we get closer to the expiration date uh, a week out or, you know, even closer, uh, the price is depressed uh, for those assets. The people, uh, I'm assuming, for whatever, like either, I guess there's maybe two theories for it. One of it is that whales are keeping the price down to keep the uh, the price under their options, their options uh, strike. I guess the second thing is just that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, people are, are selling and you know, closing positions or, or whatever. Hard to say, you know, what's really happening, but... In general, what I've seen is that the price usually there's a sell-off, uh, and right. it could be a good could be a good time to buy. And when what time of day since since the twenty four hour market? You know, unlike the stock market where we have triple witching, double witching, when they have you know options expiration, most of the activity happens towards the end of the closing, uh, towards the closing bell. And there's a lot of volatility that happens at the end of the day. Market in that last hour. What hour typically these uh, contracts expire? Uh, you know, I, I forget exactly what time it is. Uh, the thing you have to realize, though, is that because it is twenty four seven, you're going to see a lot of that action whenever either large uh, geographic populations come online or they go offline, right for their for their workday. So, right. for example, um, typically we say we. You can see a lot of price action sometimes as Asia comes online uh, and then Asia closes. And then like you can see some stuff where, you know, North America comes online and North America closes. What time is that in North America typically? What time what? What time is that in North America? You're talking about 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time? Yeah. So, well, the thing is that like because we're on that, you know, like we have Eastern, Central you know, mountain and Pacific, uh, it's a more of a, I guess, four hour window. Mm. Um, it's kind of, I mean, I guess it's the same way in other places too, but like you'll, you'll see like when Asia comes online around like four or 5 PM in the afternoon, you'll, you'll see big price movements. I've seen big price movements at six in the morning. Right. Uh, as, as the yep. East Coast. I mean, obviously, cause that's, yeah. Obviously. Cause that's the financial center of the U S right. right. Like New York and stuff. Right. When you say 4 p.m. though, is that West Coast time or you're talking East Coast time? West Coast time, sorry, yeah. Okay. So like four, around 4 or 5 p.m., that's around like uh, early morning Asia. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's usually when you'll, you'll see. Them. <laughs> Actually, what was happening during this time, too, is really weird because back in 2017, 2018, uh, Asia was basically the 
the area that was leading in a lot of these, you know, crypto in the crypto market. So like correct, correct Asia would correct. come online, they would buy a bunch uh, and drive the price up. Uh, and then everyone else will come online and then, you know, do whatever. But uh, recently uh, in this, in this run, it seems like whenever Asians come online, there's been a dump. <laughs> so it might be, you know, these OGs in Asia from the last mm -hmm. cycle, basically they made a profit now. So, you know, dumping mm -hmm. their coins uh, whenever they, whenever they have an opportunity to, but. You know, know that kind of, that kind of measures up to like today's dump. Today's dump is about, uh, it started at about 1.50 Hawaii time. So that's about 4.50 your time today. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> I was teaching a class today um, at the clinic and I got my alert from Gemini saying, uh, compound dropped below 725. I'm like, oh, that's a dump because uh, before I logged off, compound, 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 compound was at 830. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. So once that, once I get an alert like that, that tells me something big's happening. Yeah, and and I luckily for myself, 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 I put in a limit order before I started work today. Just, 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 just bottom fish a little bit where I thought the chart said is the bottom, and I, I was lucky enough to get in and nominate a price that's lower than uh, where Compound is now. So pretty fortunate yeah. about that. But I feel like there's a lot of that going on at some point in time. Like you look at these charts when you overlay them one day after another, it is a pretty distinct drop right about a certain time of day. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It is. It's fascinating. I'm looking at one week chart of compound, and you know, there's about four big drops followed up with really strong buying. You know, just in the last week. Yeah. So. Fascinating. Yep. But um, now that we've done that, we've gone over and over and over and over, over, over that. There's so much more to talk about. I don't want to like over inundate people with crypto talk. Um, yeah. There's so much we want. To, we should talk about one day though. I really would like you to explain faint, faint, faint farming versus mining uh, when it comes to cryptocurrency. One day, maybe in our next episode, and uh, and then kind of what you're doing with stable coins and what how you're using 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 stable coins and using certain portals like vesper to earn interest and how does that work and how do people get in on that so yeah, i think that's something we should talk about one day but you know that maybe that's the day that's the day that's the day to bring get the yay effect going again you know we might have to bring yeah. another bring another, 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 another <laughs> show on and bring ken yay back on yeah, you know, that was funny. We were talking about that. So he he's ready to go, man. <laughs> it seems like he's he seems like he's always loaded and ready to go. go, go yeah. Go. He, he was ready. He's ready to go whenever whenever we're ready to do it. Wait, are we talking about going to Vegas with the two of us or are you talking about shooting an episode <laughs> recording an episode? Probably both. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, probably both. <laughs> yeah. Hey, football season can't come soon enough, man. I can't wait to be there. You know. Get some, get some, get some bets down in football games, and just kind of have some sense of normalcy uh, come the fall. Yeah, and no, it it really can't. Uh, you know, football is just one of the better sports to to gamble on, you know, because of the way that you score. You know, it's it's only certain ways you can score. It's either going to be a seven or a three for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just one of the better sports you can bet on. But I mean, speaking of which, you know, you know, you know. We just had the draft a few weeks ago. What, what do you think about everything that's kind of transpired since the draft? You being a Bears fan, uh, yet again, they think they've drafted the quarterback of the future. <laughs> I'm not so, but hey, what, what say you? Uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm not so. I mean, the franchise is not good. <laughs> the franchise is not good at evaluating quarterbacks, obviously. And... Right. Like the competency is on defense. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, it's like we've already proven that we're not good at hiring. We're not good at identifying quarterback talent. Like why not just go with your strength? You know, like you can get a, you know, Rex Grossman or, uh, you know, whatever to like hand the ball off and make a few passes every now and then. a Kyle Orton, you know, like just have the defense be dominant and run the ball. You know, get a good running back, and uh, I guess, the, cha the, I guess the challenge with that though is like you don't get to get sustained success without a quarterback. 
you, but here's the thing. It, 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 stay with me on this one because I know that that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna kind of be a thing that it's it's crappy to know. But it's kind of one of those things where when you when you, when you, when you look at, uh, I'll use something recently like the Seahawks when they had such a dominating defense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't about Russell Wilson. Like right. he gets way too much credit, credit, credit for that first Super Bowl. Like that's the defense. Right. The defense won that Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, then the Seahawks tried to buck the trend. They tried to pay the guy, the guy, the guy, the guys. And but at the same time, the defense only lasts for so long, so they had to break it up. Yep. You know, it's it's so. I, at the same time, I'm a Giants fan, so I'm totally used to having a Super Bowl. And then just suck it up for it up for it up for it up for years and then win another Super Bowl. Like, whatever. Like, who cares if we don't, we don't sustain success? Like, yeah. I'm still a Giants fan, even though, even, though, even though the last Super Bowl victory was 10 years ago. Point. You got something there where you're like, you know what? Let's make a great defense, make a run, try to get a quarterback that's slightly better than what Rex Grossman was so he doesn't fumble in the rain in the Super Bowl. Goats. Um, <laughs> not to rub that in but um don't you feel like they have that quarterback already if you're looking for someone mildly as good as rex grossman grossman, grossman, grossman. you mean in what Wouldn't they nick had or what they guy? have now now nick Foles. would nick Foles be as good as rex grossman was that year i uh, yeah <laughs> i i think nick Foles would be as good as rex grossman i mean i definitely don't think trubisky is it um and obviously the jury's out on you know, the, the current draft pick, um, to me, he's like another souped up Trubisky. I mean, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I mean, that's the thing. I think people forget about Trubisky, right? He is a really good athlete. He is. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a really good athlete. And, you know, people just don't remember that stuff because he's white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say it. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where it just didn't work out. And I hope Justin Fields works out. But at some point in time, he fell to you. He fell, he fell, he fell, he fell, he for a reason. Yeah. You know, like there's something, there's something in the evaluation that at least 10 NFL teams weren't all that hot and bothered to go grab him. Yeah. Now, now you're making me sad, dude. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but. Hey, my Giants had a good draft because we, we took your first round pick. For the... <laughs> uh... <laughs> Sorry, man. I brought you down, dude. You want to talk, <laughs> talk, 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 talk? You want to talk about your success with Ethereum again? That'll like that'll that'll kind of. All right. You know, instead of talking about your Bears, Royce, let's talk about another team, team in division, the Packers. The Packers. Yes, I like, cannot what? wait to see Aaron Rodgers play for another team. What in the world? Like, I don't Aaron. understand it. I mean, definitely it's... the relationship is soured there for whatever right. reason, and uh, he wants out. I. I think he has a lot of the power in the situation. He could just sit out if he really wanted to. He can do the Carson Palmer. Yeah. He can do the Carson Palmer. And then ironically, he actually could do exactly what Palmer did. Sit out, sit out, sit out, sit out, sit out, sit out here and then go play for the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh I'm I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. I would love to see the Bears land him, but they're never gonna land him because they're never gonna well, get never, to the, in division. No. no, and they're not gonna. He's gonna go to the AFC. There's no way when you're a team that went to two straight, two straight, two straight, two straight, two straight championship games, and this is what this is what kind of I, I you can't you can't you can't. Use my finger on it, right? You went to two straight championship games with this guy. He's the MVP from last year, and come draft time. You are probably one or two offensive players in a serious push. Yeah. They don't draft a they don't draft a skill player. Yeah, they definitely could use a skill player. I don't know what they're thinking, but yeah. I mean it's it's drafts like that that make you, you know, when you're you're make you kind of understand what Rogers is talking about. Yeah. I mean he has and, he and has, he, literally, he, literally, he doesn't have much anymore, you know. No, like, he doesn't have many years left. He has Devontae Adams, who's fantastic, but almost, 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 almost gets hurt every single year. Um, and apparently now they have Blake Bortles in camp because he signed today. Interesting. <laughs> uh, but, you know, nonetheless, uh, this this is going to be a fun season. We got an extra game this year. 
uh, you know, 17 games, one more game to bet on under season. I heard about that. So how's that going to work? They're going to have 18 weeks. Uh, they'll still have the bye week. So yeah, it's still good. It's going to be 18, I believe. And then how, like, did the NFLPA sign? I guess they must have because they're doing money, it. money, money, money. This is all about money. They got to make up for money. They didn't, they didn't make sure to drop the salary cap down. So if they can bring in more revenue, salary cap goes back up next year. So that's, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all about money. It's amazing how quickly we forget about concussions when money becomes a thing. Yeah, seriously, like the injuries. Yeah, but they signed off and off and off. Yes, so, yeah. Kind of weakens their position later when they want to, if they want to gripe about it. But money, money, money. I can under. I mean, on some level, I can understand. I guess. Me too. I can too. So, so yeah. I mean, so that's football. Yeah, so Royce, I mean, never mind all this football talk. Let's get back to uh, talk that sport that we uh, not so successfully gambled uh, with while you were in Vegas a couple weeks ago, the NBA. What do you think about that play-in tournament that's right around the corner here? Uh, It's interesting. Like, I'm more of a traditionalist, I guess. So I'm not, you know, it seems weird to me. But, hey, you know what? Try something different. It allows more teams to get in. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's what they kind of do in the NCAA now too, right? So that's a and it's a one game play in, right? Uh, yeah. It's funny to hear like people, teams that are eight seeds complaining about this though. I mean, like you're an eight seed, you 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 probably wasn't you weren't going to win your uh, series anyway. Yeah, you you weren't, and. Uh, Who's to say the eighth seed is so much better than the ninth seed or the tenth seed, right? Like, it's just, you know, there are a lot of cases where in the past, you know, we've had teams that either just barely made it or barely got out of it, right? Right. And I think it's an opportunity for, for those teams, which is which is great. Right. right. So what we're talking about is the NBA has this new thing where the seven, eight, eight, and the tenth seed has a one-game play-in uh, before they rejoin the group of six of the t- top seeds in their conference. And I think what makes it intriguing this year is the Lakers are at seven in the West. Yeah. With LeBron and AD getting healthy, right? In right. In theory. I mean, coming, so, coming to the season, I think you and I probably talked about this. I didn't, I didn't expect LeBron to play a whole lot this season. Just because he needed some time to recover from the championship run last year, it was such a short off season. Yeah. Uh, you know, it makes sense that to have sat him out all this time and just let him recover and and just kind of go for it now. You know, bring him back in a, a couple games before the season ends. And hey, they're only one game out. I'm looking at the standings right now. They're only one game out of the out of the seed. The Mavericks are at 41 and 29, and the the Lakers are, are at 430. So anything can happen in the next couple of games. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised that you know he was out uh, for a little bit. That 80s out for a little bit. I, I fully expected that there would be injuries this year, just because of the shortened off season and you know all of that. And you know it seemed like there it seemed like there were, and people are getting you know hurt <laughs> all the time. It seems like Jalen Brown just got hurt. He's out for the season, right? You got Harden finally getting back. You know, Katie's finally back. Kyrie's back. Um, right. Then you had the Lakers without AD for a while, without LeBron for a while. A lot of teams went through that. Right. So, you know, it's right. going to be interesting to see the playoffs again. You know, like it could be one of those things where uh, back in, what is it, 2019 when Toronto won, where right. they went through a bunch of teams and, you know, Golden State had Clay hurt. They had KD, KD got hurt. Right, they went through. I guess Milwaukee was. I guess Milwaukee didn't have any injuries, really. No, they just choked. Yeah, I mean, well, that series, I, I really felt like they didn't make the adjustments, but that's a, that's another topic for a whole other time. <laughs> and uh, they barely got by yeah. Philadelphia that year too, right? On that uh, on that bounce. Correct. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with Milwaukee, right? I I just like to see a small market team kind of get over the hump with that much talent. 
you know, Giannis obviously has been working on his jump shot. I just don't know. I just don't know if they have enough. I don't know if Drew Holiday is enough of a change to kind of change their fortunes, but we'll see. Yeah, I I, I just don't think that, that they have enough. Like uh, when the playoffs come and they start stonewalling Giannis, yep, they don't have a lot of options. Like uh, they never made the adjustments. I felt when Toronto did that to them, and uh, you know who knows if they'll make the adjustments now. I, th- I think they need to have Giannis off the ball in those situations. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Middleton's a nice player. Like, don't get me wrong, he's an all star. Yeah, you know, he's a nice player. I I don't know if I can say anything more than he's a nice player, <laughs> but yeah. he's not enough. I mean, he's, I'm not sure if he's enough to kind of carry your team when Giannis just isn't playing Giannis type of ball. Yeah, I mean, if if, if Middleton is not on, he doesn't help your team that much, right? You know, like he's not one of those guys that. He's going to do a lot of other things to, to help to you win. elevate everybody else, even though he's not playing well on the scoring side of things. Yeah. yeah and I, I hear you on that. So it should be interesting. I mean, I am actually pretty – there's a part of me that actually wants to put a futures bet on the Lakers. Why not? Why not? I Do that or put a futures bet on, on Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah but know. Brooklyn at least, you know, they're the number two seed. And I feel like the odds of payoff on that's going to be pretty low. Yeah, the Lakers, they're sitting at number seven. You know, yeah. they're 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 in they're in like single game territory potentially. Actually, they lose they lose their game right now. It looks like they're going to play San Antonio if the season ended today. It could end in one game, so it'd be kind of fun to kind of put a few features in those guys. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll I guess we shall see. Yep. But uh, what's everything going in LA? It's going as good as it can be, I guess. Um, everything's kind of moving towards that open, more open state. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, infections are down. Everything's down. Um, people are getting back. Yeah, you guys have like some, some of the best numbers in the nation, actually, as far as infection rate. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty interesting to see. But we have a lot of other problems. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> no time to gloat about that. Yeah, there's a There's a big homeless problem here. Definitely, this is the worst it's been since I've been here. Uh, there's, you know, fires going on everywhere, every day. It seems like near these homeless camps, you know, gunfire, Jeez. people getting shot, Jeez. the robberies, people robbing people from their for their dogs, for their watches, for all kinds of for stuff. Their dogs. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, you didn't hear the thing about Lady Gaga's dogs. No. So uh, she had a dog walker that was walking these two. Um, it wasn't pit bulls. It was a. Uh, I forget. It was, it was two expensive dogs, basically. Okay. I think they're bulldogs or something. And uh, this group of guys came up, tried to take the dogs. The dog walker fought back. They shot him. What? And they took the dogs. And uh, they basically, you know, she put out a reward for them. Uh, this lady came in and said, hey, I found these dogs like tied to a tree like or whatever, and can I get the reward? And it turns out that she was involved with the guys who stole them, and now they're all on, you know, on trial, basically. Wow. Um, but I saw, I saw another thing today where another dog was stolen kind of close to my area. You know, there was a rob- there was like a robbery in Beverly Hills at a restaurant out there uh, during lunch where these guys came and tried to steal this guy's watch. It was worth like a half a million dollars or something like that. And uh, they took it, they fired a shot and it ricocheted and hit some lady in the calf. I think she went to the hospital. Uh, just a lot of crazy things that are going on right now in California. And then that's why people are unhappy with the governor and they're, they're, you know, they're going to have a recall vote uh, this year. I mean, they've been pretty unhappy with him for a while. I think, I think I was hearing from my other friends that live in California, you know, they, it sounds like, you know, you know, their chance with him has been wearing thin for, geez, almost a year at this point. Yeah, it's uh, the whole thing with the pandemic and, you know, all these other things added on to that is just not a good place. I mean, I think some of it is tough. You know, obviously the pandemic is a tough thing. Um, but all, he also got caught, you know, doing the things yeah, that he dinner. was telling people the, not to do. Yeah, going to the yeah. French Laundry and not wearing masks and so like that. I think that was really the, I the think turning so. point. And you know, he lost he lost right. all trust. 
I think then and or a lot of trust at least and you know nothing else is going great and here we are yeah yeah you know what just move how are things in uh, Honolulu or how are things in Hawaii I, I think we're moving along pretty well. You know, vaccinations here are continuing to be going at a pretty good rate. It's starting to slow down a little bit. But now that, um, you know, it looks like younger kids are becoming eligible, uh, I think we're going to see more, see more people get vaccinated. And, you know, really that's one of the biggest keys. Keys listening on NPR this morning uh, with the governor of you talking about the importance of now that we have a lot of vaccinations or vaccinated people out in the community, the vaccinated people need to start acting like they're vaccinated. You know, it, you know, in 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 a in a sense of like if you're in a room with other vaccinated people, you take your mask off. Yeah. You know, and you know those type of things. And because if you don't do that, you're almost proving to the people that are hesitant to take the vaccine. You're proving to them that it's pointless to take the vaccine because it doesn't return us back to normal life. Yeah, um, yep. like the vaccine is the promise of, and so I think I think that's the next phase in all of this is, you know, people like, uh, uh, have you been vaccinated? Did you get a chance to get vaccinated yet? Yep, fully vaccinated, man. Yeah, so yeah, people like us, like you know, they're vaccinated, gotta act vaccinated, like okay with going out to eat dinner at a restaurant. You know, and, and those type of things. And, you know, there's such a psychological, there's such a psychological kind of thing involved with everything that went on with COVID, you know, PTS everywhere and all that kind of stuff. We'll just see. It would be, it'd be, it'd be interesting to kind of see how everything all plays out. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was fine with eating outdoors, you know, like just, yeah, yeah outdoors like, is no problem at yeah. all. Yeah. So, yeah. But you know, I think clearing, 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 clearing up the message. And I think the CDC needs to kind of continue helping with clearing up the message. With what's 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 and you know, continuing with the community education. And you know, it probably takes a couple of vaccinations, probably booster shots over the next year before we get to the point where you know this gets more manageable. And yeah. get some new normal soon, sometime in the nine, next nine to twelve months. But you know, I look forward to I look forward to traveling, going to meeting up with you in Vegas, kind of having some uh, some semblance of what things used to be like. Yeah, I, I can tell you right now, man. Vegas, at least on the weekends, it's back, man. There's so many people out there pumping. So much. Uh, I, I think the people that are out there now are a certain type of people that lend to craziness. <laughs> so it's uh, and, and it's not that it was a really sane place to begin with, too. Though let's point that out. No, right. You know, honestly, I think that since people have been locked up, people have gotten crazier. Like just being locked up, finally getting out. You know, people driving on the freeway out here, they're driving like nuts. It's its insane. Like, it's scary the way people drive out here right now. And uh, when you go out, I think it's the same thing. So I think you're seeing a lot of that. You're seeing a lot of people from another country that have been locked up going to Vegas. And, you know, they're going to they're gonna act out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, valid point that, you know, I mean, I think people's perspectives are just, you know, it's going to take a little bit to normalize a little bit. You know, like this is traumatizing. This is this was a traumatizing time, and we'll just kind of see how everything really, really plays out, and hopefully the crime kind of dies down a little, little bit. And I don't know, man, crazy year, dude. Like, if we really think about like the last, geez, sixteen months, what a crazy time. Yeah, never, never in my lifetime would I've ever imagined anything like this happening. Yeah, I mean, we watched it in science fiction movies, but. You always thought, ah, it's just the movies, whatever. You yeah. Know? And then, of course, you get people that come out of couple work. See, I told you this was going to happen. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I can't go there. I just can't <laughs> go there. Let's can't go there. I mean, I guess if you study SARS and all that stuff, I mean, it's, if you really think about it, it, it it's bound to happen at some point. You know. I mean, yeah. 
right a pandemic was going to happen it's happened throughout history but you know it's it's kind of like the the misinformation about the virus in the beginning you know you know it didn't help with trump saying it's called covid-19 because it's the 1919 version of the <laughs> of covid which wasn't true <laughs> You know, I mean, when you think about it, that's where we were. That's where it started, right? You know, like, oh, man. Go there. You know, it's like, it's like this thing, right? Like Mel Gibson, no matter what you tell Mel Gibson, he'll always tell you the Holocaust never happened. You know, just kind of like, like you're, you're always going to have this faction of people that kind of just yeah. believe certain things, you know? Yeah. That are just going to be out there. Yeah. I mean, I think that one thing that social media has exposed is a lot of people, I guess, for who they are, <laughs> or for lack of a better, better way of putting it. Or it allows, it allows people to be themselves. Yeah. And maybe that's, want to see maybe that's a better way of saying it. Yeah. 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 But, nice but that's, 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 a, that's a topic <laughs> for another time. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. There's so much to go over. I think, I think revisiting with can be good because we were, I think, I think the last time we we talked with Ken, when we talked about Ken Yen Ye, who's been on a couple of times now, I think we were kind of projecting, kind of when we would be traveling and feeling a little for we're traveling, because um, I remember he was talking about coming to Hawaii, Hawaii um, and using his timeshare. Yep. And I I think if we look back at so we weren't that far off, you know, we weren't that far off that in the summer and in the fall would be the time where. With vaccine, vaccine, a lot of us would feel comfortable. We just got to actually yeah. do yep. it um, and kind of pull the Band-Aid off at some point in time. Yep. So I think maybe on you know one of these upcoming episodes, we'll have him back on and we'll we'll talk about those things. Maybe even the next one. Maybe even the next one. But I think that I think we covered a good lot of ground here, Roycey, on this episode. Yeah, I think we did too. But with that, with that, Roycey, let's sign off. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, even without recording a new episode, our numbers were going up quite a bit in the last month. And so we appreciate you guys listening. Sorry for hurting your ears a little bit over this last month. But uh, keep listening. All right, everyone. <laughs>